1: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving.
0: Good afternoon, everybody. This is Chris Marwitz, your co-host. Unfortunately James is unable to be on today, but you got me. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make it work. So today we have as our guest Nesby Glasgow. He is formerly the NFL. He was with the Baltimore and Indianapolis Colts as well as the Seattle Seahawks. Nesby, how are you today?
2: I'm doing pretty good, Chris. How about yourself?
0: Oh, I'm great. I'm great. When, when James told me you were going to be on, I was, I was excited because, you know, I always learn so much when I talk to you, and so it, it's, always, it's always a good show when we know you have, we have you on.
2: That's good. Good to know. So,
0: perfect. So, Nesby, we're going to get right into it. Um, so, today is the deadline for free agency. And there's a lot going on. So I just kind of want your opinion on just a couple of them um, right off the bat. So Malik Jackson, you know, he jumped ship from Denver and went to Jacksonville. Six-year contract for $90 million. How do you think that's going uh, to work?
2: It's going to work great for Malik. I mean, you know, he's the type of player that no matter where he goes, he's going to excel. But, uh, you know, he's got some... The higher echelon to a team that hasn't gotten where it needs to be. So I, I'm, I'm not sure if he, he's going to be very frustrated because he's used to the accustomed to, to winning and uh, all of a sudden he's not going to be winning. So it's just going to be interesting to see how he actually responds to uh, you know, it's not just about, I would think at this point, being paid, you know, and you know, he went to the highest bidder, so you know he has to deal with it. I mean, if he goes somewhere where he's happy, uh, he's going to probably play there longer. So it's going right, to be interesting right. to see how long he plays for Jacksonville.
0: True, very true. So let's talk about Marvin Jones going to Detroit. Uh, Detroit,
2: see, Detroit is, is a wild card team to me. They, they're, they're always just on the cusp of getting over the hump and then they take two steps backwards, you know, so it's, uh, both those franchises, you know, I don't, I don't think they offer enough, uh, job security because they're going to always, whether it's the front office or just not having enough guys on the team to get over the hump that's going to always be the issue with both those organizations in the short term. Now, you know, who knows? Somebody might come in and blow everything up and start over and is able to create that environment that's conducive to producing a, a winning franchise. But as of today, that's not the case.
0: Yeah, I, I heard that he was going to kind of fill in for uh, for Calvin Johnson a little bit. So that was, I think that was kind of their, their, their goal, plus, plus he's young, younger, Okay, but um, so. there's only one
2: Calvin. Calvin Absolutely, we you know, know Megatron.
0: We know no. It's he's gonna be his shoes gonna be hard to fill.
2: Well, I mean, I, I think that he's the type of player too that he's also hard to replace because there's no question. You know, that that he he was the glue. So you've gotten rid of the guy that was really the glue for the offense, and and you know, a a respected inspirational player. So. You replace them with a younger guy. So you want going to miss that that psychological edge if there was such a thing on, the, on the, the line that he brought to the locker
0: room. Right, right. Very true. So, okay, let's talk about Denarius uh, Jenkins. He's uh, a premier quarterback, you know, near and dear to your heart because of that position. But he's, he's mm-hmm. actually going to the Giants for $12 million a year.
2: Well, no. See the, the the Giants in in New York, in and of itself. That that's always a great franchise to go to because mm-hmm. of the history. It, it's kind of like you know, regardless of Green Bay's record, regardless of the Cowboys' record, regardless of the Giants' record, you know, those organizations will always be the premier organization. So it's uh, you know that that that's a great move. I mean, you you get a chance to go play for a team that you know. There'll be so many things going on, going on off the field that you know you can pretty much set this up, up you know, to move on after this game if you choose. If you choose to not go into coaching, scouting, or something else like that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the Cowboys, the Giants, and even Green Bay are organizations that uh, they have such such history in the National Football League.
0: Mhm. So the last one I want to talk about is George I- Ioka. He's actually going to stay with the Cincinnati Bengals. He's He's going to sign a five-year, $30 million contract.
2: Uh, I, I think he's showing loyalty to his coach. Uh, when you look at a coach that's completely turned around uh, an organization, you know, the, the, the beef on Cincinnati was, is, and still is that they are cheap, that they're not willing to put in the resources that are necessary to have that, that top-flight organization. And, uh, you know, where other owners are, are willing to pay, they, they've always kept a, a close purse string. And, but, you know, Marvin's been able to go in there and completely change the player's mindset. I mean, he, he, he lets his players know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm on the train with you you know when when I go down when you go down, I go down and and he's and so well you uh so when you look at that uh that's that's to me that that's showing that he wants to still stay in that organization he wants to still play for that coach
0: right right. So we kind of touched upon it, but my question to you is: Were you surprised to hear that Calvin Megatron Johnson was retiring yesterday? He's only thirty, but he felt it was time. He's claimed all along that he wanted to retire as a Detroit Lion.
2: Well, you know, maybe uh, somebody in Detroit said that, hey, you know, we're paying you too much, and you know, he's going to take the high road and and you know, do what he said he wanted to do. He wanted to retire as a lion. Now that. That's kind of, you know, that's rare. It's unheard of. I think, you know, because when, when you look at him, uh, or oh, you look at the Detroit organization, they would have had two great first ballot Hall of Fame players, Barry Johnson, I mean, What uh, <laughs> Barry Johnson, Calvin Johnson,
0: Calvin, yeah. and Barry
2: Sanders, to retire when they had, you know, years left to play.
0: Yes. Very true. So one 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 person I left off on the free agent, which I was I was surprised to hear this, but uh, Matt Forte he's actually going to leave Chicago and he's going to sign with the Jets. Did that surprise you?
2: Not really. I don't I don't think uh, Chicago has ever uh, treated. Matt Porte with the respect that he should have been treated with. I mean, he he's, he's always been a great player for the organization, you know, but I, just me on the outside looking in, things that have happened, and I, I can't put him right now, but I was like, hmm, really? I mean, he has always given his all for that organization. And right. uh, the organization management hasn't always given their all back to him. So, you know, I'm I'm glad that he's moving on. Uh you know, I'm sure he'll go in there and help the jets and you know, and continue his career.
0: That yeah, that's true. That's true. I I was I was surprised. And you're right. They 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 did initially, you know, they had a lot of good running plays for him, but the last three, four years they haven't been yeah. utilized him correctly. So no. yeah, I I I think you're right about that. So um so, you know, still speaking about free agency, um, Brock Osweiler, he's in a free agency tug-of-war, which most players would love to be in. This is between the Houston Texans and the Denver Broncos. Which team would he be better suited for?
2: I'm going to say the, the Houston Texans.
0: Okay. And why, why do
2: you think
0: uh, that? Pardon me? Why, 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 why do you think that?
2: I just think uh, he's gonna put himself in a position to to, to play with with a player that uh, he'll be able to grow more going to Houston than he would if he went to Denver.
0: No, that, that's I true. I just think
2: that their 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 defensive uh, style, the personnel is more conducive with how he plays.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I didn't think about that, but that's, that's a very good point. So but let me ask you this. Okay, so speaking about that, um, as a player or, 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 you know, even as an owner or whatever or coach, which is more important to a team, chemistry or talent?
2: You know, believe it or not, chemistry always talent. I mean, you can you can have outstanding athletes and they can be average football players. You can have average athletes, they can be outstanding football players. You know, if you put people in, in certain environments they excel. And so it's it's not just a person with talent that's gonna always be there to turn the organization around. I mean I could be really mean and and name some players who have all the ability you could ever aspire to have, but they're cancers to their team. So and that's why I say chemistry trumps talent.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I, you're, you're correct on that. I, I believe the same thing as that, same thing as you do. So, good. So before we go to break, I have a quick question for you. So if you were the Titans, okay, because we have the, the draft coming up, and if you were the Tennessee Titans and had to decide right now, what would you do with the number one draft pick?
2: You know what? I am not prepared for that question. Uh,
0: <laughs>
2: I, so I, I know I'm not. So I haven't done my homework to to really even assess. You know who who they should go after. You know if if we can we can revisit this question down the road. But I will do some homework and then I'll come up with a I would say at least an educated answer for you. Okay.
0: Oh, perfect. Okay, we'll try that. All right, so tell you what, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about more of what's going on in the NFL. We'll be right back. Oh,
2: you got it. Okay.
1: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
0: Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? This is your host, Chris Marwitz. Uh, As I said earlier, James, unfortunately, is not going to be on today, so we are doing it. And we have as our guest today, Nesby Glasgow, former NFL player. Nesby, again, as I always say, I I love having you on. I love talking sports with you. You know, you always have uh, insights that I I haven't thought about.
2: Well, you know, know, (laughs) I was fortunate enough to play in the league a long time, and I was always able, I would say, to be more than just a a player, so to speak, to always notice strengths and and weaknesses and and had a good idea who could really help us and who couldn't help us, and, and, uh, you know, I was always kind of analyzing everything, and, you know, I was the signal caller, so I got a chance to make a lot of different calls and stuff all the time, so I had to always be aware of our situations and stuff, so... And, and that helped me out tremendously and, and allowed me to play a long time because you know, I could retain that information. I could play different positions in the secondary. And and that was my strength.
0: Nice. Well it probably helped too that you know, you, you were you were a natural leader, so I I'm yeah. I'm guessing that a lot of the other players they looked up to you.
2: Yes, that's true.
0: Yeah. So that that that's that's a good position. So, all right. So let's 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 uh, switch gears a little bit. Um, so the NFL is planning its first leadership symposium for women. Uh, this is intended for women who could become candidates for front office jobs at the club level. Uh, the league now has the Rooney Rule for women in management positions. For each open management level job, the NFL will interview at least one woman. Do you think this will stimulate more diversity? <laughs> Just asking.
2: Uh, give give me one second to actually really digest that and and hold on. And I I want to come back and be politically clear. Okay. Uh, Sure. You know, to me, it's like when uh, businesses want to get a minority contract then all of a sudden their wife becomes an officer in the business, you know, if they right. are a non-minority. So uh, that still is not going to address uh, the lack of color on the management and, and, and coaching side of the business. And so bringing in women aren't going to address that either because right. uh, they're, they're going to be Caucasian, Women that are going to have those positions and, and move forward. So nothing has really changed. It's thematic.
0: Right. Yeah, I looked. Um, they, they were saying that most of the jobs that women do have are in the finance, accounting portion of with teams. So that's 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 where they're getting around a lot of it. Oh, so.
2: okay. Okay. Well, no, no. I thought you were talking about on the football. No, the no, business, no, 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 you no, know, no. Sorry, no.
0: Yeah, oh, the well, I mean, the club. That, level. I mean, yeah. it's,
2: it's still the same thing. It's, it's not going necessarily, you know, change anything other than having more women in the organization. So,
0: right, right. So okay, so you brought it up about about with minorities, and I know that we've talked. To, I've, I've talked about it on the show before we had a caller call in who who asked it and said, "What what what do we need to do to increase more minorities? You know, in in coaching and 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 upper management. I mean, what, what do you think is gonna it's gonna take?
2: Uh, you know, it, it's going to take the unfortunately the older generation dying off. Okay. Uh, you know, and as long as they run the team, you know, they get to run the team the way they, they see fit. So they don't necessarily have to agree or adhere to what society, you know, wants to happen. They'll just do what they want to do. When you look at the National Football League, they are, uh, at least in, in my humble opinion, the, the strongest fortune entity in the world. They, they generate so much revenue. They have so much clout. They get... They get passes from our government. I mean, that's, that's how strong they are. So uh, until they decide that what they're doing is not right, and it's not fair, it's not equitable, and it's not in the best interest of their teams, uh, they're going to continue to do what they do.
0: Right. Right. Good point on that. Good point. So, All right. Um, so DeMarco Murray. You know, you know he was traded from Dallas to Philadelphia, wasn't happy at all with Philadelphia because he was underutilized, um, and now he's being traded to Tennessee Titans. Do you think Murray, Murray will be a better fit for the Titans?
2: Uh, I'm not sure, but he was not a good fit with the Jets, and my only question, though, was that it was more so the style of offense they were running, and that coach is now in San Francisco, so... You know, why make the change? But I mean, good for him because you know, when you have another team that wants you, then they have plans for you, and they're going to utilize you. Right. So you know, he had got he got he had got put in the closet uh, on the Jets, and you know, you know he, he's one of the better running backs in the National Football League. I mean, he proved that in Dallas. So. uh for whatever reason, you know, it didn't work out for him in uh, New York, but uh, I expect him to excel uh, in Tennessee.
0: Right, right. Uh, actually, he was, with, he was with the Eagles just recently, so yeah. I mean, but, yeah, the
2: Eagles um, so with yeah. Philadelphia. Sorry, so I was kind of like, yeah. hmm. But I mean, I mean, that coach is in San Francisco now, so
0: correct, Chip. Kind of like the coach him.
2: is gone, so uh, that's that's the only thing that surprised me about the move. But maybe the other coach that came in had a conversation with him, so. And they were able to trade him and not cutting. So,
0: right, right, yeah. It it's, it, well, it's interesting because Tennessee, you know, they had Chris Johnson, who was a, a running machine for them, and and ever since uh, they, they they traded Chris Johnson away, they haven't really had a good running team. So, hopefully now a running game. So hopefully now that will change because uh, Demarco Murray, when he was with Dallas, he he proved himself time and time again.
2: Well, that's my point. I mean, when he was with Dallas, you know, there were times in a shadow of a doubt, you know, he proved himself because he made the play. It wasn't like he had a gaping hole, you know. Uh, Mm -hmm. He broke tackles. He looted guys. and, And, you know, he made plays on his own, which in order to be, you know, considered a great running back, you have to be able to make plays on your own. And I always thought he did enough of that in Dallas
0: that I thought Dallas should have kept him in the first Absolutely. place. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you're right about that. You're right. I was shocked when I saw they traded him. So, you're right. So, um, let's talk about uh, Robert Griffin III. You know, so, the Redskins finally released him. Um, I understand that the L.A. Rams are seriously considering signing him. Uh, his skills are a perfect fit for the Rams, you know, is, is, is what they're saying. What do you think?
2: You know, I, I think he's the type of kid that is a young man that's resilient enough to go out to L.A. and reinvent himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think if he's able to make that that move to L.A. and get a fair opportunity, uh, I think he can help them win games. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's been in the league long enough now. He has enough maturity where, you know, he really knows what the NFL is about. Finally, so I, I think he's in a better space mentally and, and physically to go to LA and excel.
0: Right, right. That's true. So, all right, so let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. Wow, they're like a sinking ship. Um, they are not signing their free agents to be. Travis Benjamin is going to the Chargers. Alex Mack's going to the, to the Falcons, to, to Atlanta. Do the Browns place their trust in Josh Gordon? He's a talented receiver, but he's been suspended 27 of the team's last 32 games. <laughs>
2: well,. That's, that's the organization where everybody just says, hmm, you know, when you, when you look at some of the decisions that they've made and after being, you know, given all the information, so they, they can't say, they don't know, they're not sure, they will still stick with a player they have no business sticking with. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's more so a reflection of the ownership and management anything
0: right. else. All right. That's true. All right. So I saw the Seattle Seahawks, you know, t- team team that you love, Bruce Irving, uh, he's expected to sign with the Oakland Raiders. So what do the, the Seahawks do now in order to replace them?
2: Uh, you know, I've said this for years now. I, I think the Seattle Scouting Department to get kudos because they are always finding guys that are great fits for the organization and I mean there's, there's no question in my mind did they lose a, a real good player to Bruce yeah but there's also no question in my mind that they're going to replace them they're going to find somebody else to cause havoc and, and make plays they, they've done it year after year after year so there's nothing that makes me believe they're not going to be able to either find a free agent to replace them Find and then overlooked athletes in college to come in and replace.
0: Them. Right. Okay. So, before we take a break, um, Lamar Miller. So he was he was running back for Miami. Now he's going to sign with the Houston Texans. You know? Do, do you think that's a, a good fit for him, or do you think he should have stayed with Miami?
2: You know. Um. I think miami is is one of those young teams that that look like you know they're rising they're 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 coming to term they're finding their own identity, so for him to leave you know I just hope he got a nice contract because uh, I would say Miami was a better fit for him
0: right right yeah i I think you're right on that so. All right. Well, tell you what. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to we're going to finish up with uh, another question. Then, unfortunately, we're going to have to end the show quick because um, I understand that you have to be heading out. So, we'll be right That's back. True. All
2: right. Thank you.
1: Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand-in-hand. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, Blackberry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, Blackberry App World, or Android Market. Your Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
0: This is your host, Chris Marwitz. Uh, unfortunately, again, James can't be on, but that's okay. That's what happens. But we have as our guest, Nesby Glasgow. So, Nesby, uh, we're about ready to, to finish up the show, but, uh, again, I wanted to tell you, uh, I, I always appreciate having you on because you're your inside into everything. It, you always have such great things to say and, and information to give out, and I, I think the listeners love what you have to say.
2: Well, thanks, Chris. I appreciate that.
0: Perfect. So, all right. So, um, I kind of gave you a little insight. We're going to, this is something I brought up with James last week. So, uh, the NFL combine combine was over a week ago, ended on a week ago Monday. So, everyone Mm -hmm. talked about people's time in the 40-yard dash. Uh, So my question has to do with the defensive linemen and defensive ends. Most of these men have big bodies, and they will have some initial momentum, you know, when they get started running. So as a coach or a scout, wouldn't it be smart to look at their 10-yard time versus their 40-yard time?
2: Uh, You you know, I've said that for years, I would not have offensive linemen and defensive linemen run further than 20 yards. I mean, they're going to blow a gasket, most of them, after you run 20 yards. And so those phenoms that, you know, can, can really run, and that's mm-hmm. great. But, you know, you don't need to have your defensive linemen running down guys. You don't need to have your offensive linemen, you know, being uh, exceptionally fast. They need to be more quick. And I always said I'd be more concerned with their quickness, their agility, uh, and that short burst as opposed to a 40-yard dash. But I think because, you know, the NFL has always done that, they don't want to change, but there's no reason why they shouldn't change. And it could be even a 10-yard, but it would be no more than a 20-yard sprint.
0: Right. Yeah, I just I just think, because especially if you look at, you know, particularly when, when you have these defensive ends going after the quarterback, uh, most of the time it's it's like a 10-yard a sprint, and that's about all that they really need to run. So, yeah, there's, there's – I agree with you, so – all right, listeners. Well, unfortunately, we have to cut the this, cut this show short today. Uh, Nesby is, have, has another another event he has to go to. But, again, Nesby, love having you on and love talking sports with you. And it's always a good time.
2: Hey, well, thanks for having me on again, Chris.
0: You take care and have a wonderful day. All right, perfect. You take care, and we'll be back next week. We'll I'm right